0: Hey folks welcome once again to the Chattanooga drive-in show a brave beautiful and inevitable concept a podcast that will eventually hopefully sooner than later take the place of whatever mediocre morning radio show that you're listening to or TV show you're watching to try to get entertained and informed in the morning it's gonna be a daily chat centric podcast designed produced with that single goal of completely dominating morning drive, but of course, being a podcast, you'll be able to listen whenever you want to. Chattanooga Driving Show, you see how it all fits? The morning commute has been what I have done. My name is Jeff Stiles, Chattanooga's own Jeff Stiles with a Y. I've been doing it for about 30 years now, and I have tried to get my comrades here, my Cohorts, my partners in crime, to go with the communicator. The Communicator as my title, and and it's the just not going anywhere. The Communicator is good. No, unfortunately, it was stupid, and so Well, <laughs> all
1: right.
2: The, the, you wanted to name the show the Communicator, and and that was stupid. Okay, but well, it's clever.
0: Stupidity put aside, I will still call myself the Communicator from time to time. And some of us still work in mediocre morning radio. Keep that in mind. That's that's nobody's fault but your own. That's right. Uh, we have news director Russell Stroud with us. Well, we that, have. Jen Lambert with us, Pimp Jen, as she has been known for quite some time now because she has been selling me on the streets of Chattanooga, and we're also joined today by Brian Stone. Brian is an a non-Apple line.
3: user using Apple and Macintosh <laughs> products, and I'm nervous <laughs> as hell.
0: He is He is producing this particular podcast this morning. We're very glad to have him here. We're also going to be joined a little bit later on by Taft Sively, one of our contributors and uh, one of our co-workers here at the podcast as well. We're going to be doing a full-length interview with him at the end of the show today, a little segment called Explore More, and we're going to be joined also by our new sports director, Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker, and let's go ahead and get started right now. Let's get this whole thing going. I just want to say this. Just say this. You know, it doesn't matter what the weather's like wherever you are. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's all about attitude, and I just want to just use this little tiny, tiny, tiny little sample example of how attitude comes into play. I've got a friend who gets eight, nine hours of sleep every night. He eats three hot meals every day, he has plenty of solitude time, he has plenty of friends and people around him during the course of the day, he works out twice a day, he has sex at least twice a day, and still he complains about being in prison. And I just, I just say, I just want to just throw that so out. It sounds there. exhausting. <laughs> it's all about all right. the
4: attitude. Let's get started right now. Russell Stroud has news. This is what he's got. The Chattanooga Fire Department requested mutual aid from Red Bank following an apartment fire on Grove Street. It was first called in just before nine o'clock Monday morning. There have been reports of residents displaced, and photographs showed residents standing in their front yard watching the firemen do their work. Two people, including a local restaurateur, were killed in a crash in Cleveland, it happened around two thirty a.m. on. Sunday at North Ocoee Street. A truck was headed northbound when it veered off of the roadway and slammed into a tree, killing both occupants. The victims identified as 49-year-old David Jenkins and 49-year-old Christopher Jacoby. Mr. Jenkins was the owner of Jenkins Deli in Cleveland. The deli's Facebook page confirmed the news a short time after the crash. The Chattanooga Police Department says that two people were shot over the weekend in separate incidents. The first happened Friday evening on South Beach Street. A 30-year-old man was hit by a bullet. He was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. He was reportedly the victim of a robbery. The police say the two men approached him and opened fire when he ran away. In the second case, a 38-year-old man was shot on South Willow Street. He was standing near his car when he heard two people talking. He turned to face them and one pulled a pistol and started firing. No arrests have been announced in this case and two people with disabilities narrowly escaped a house fire on Saturday. It happened on West 51st Street. The home was already completely engulfed when firefighters arrived. Multiple fire companies spent hours at the scene and then even more time after the fire rekindled. Reports say that one of the occupants was smoking in bed when a mattress caught on fire, causing the rest of the house to follow.
0: And right off the bat, we're going to do something called Upfront Wrap-Up. We're going to go ahead and give you the biggest news stories of the day. And Upfront Wrap-Up brought to you this morning by Pure Blue Pools, your pool veterans with over 40 years combined experience in pool repairs, upgrades, and maintenance. Call today to get on the list to close your pool professionally for the wintertime. That number is 645-1804, 423-645-1804, Pure Blue Pools. Thank you so much for listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show today. And let's just go ahead, just the headlines, let's start local. Um, If I'm not mistaken, Russell, Mm -hmm. I believe that we actually have schools that are using snow days here Here, in the the dog
4: days of summer. (laughs) Yeah, they're using up some of the snow days that they've accumulated. They have them planned out for every year for the very few snow days that we hopefully get. Uh, And they're going to be using those to sort of pad themselves Uh, in the event of there being more COVID-19 issues going on with some of the schools. uh, They're also going to be using it uh, following this Labor Day, very long weekend. We're going to be taking some days at some schools uh, to give themselves some padding so that kids who may have been out, if they're going to be showing symptoms, they can identify that then and have them stay home.
2: They are actually doing that this week at Red Bank. Yes. I think the rest of the week is out.
4: I believe that's correct. The kids are out. Now,
0: we were were gone quite a bit uh, last week and in and out, and so it it seemed that most of the the schools were going into a Labor Day break, and then they were just extending it as best they could, Mm -hmm. and the snow days were coming in as needed, I guess. I think that uh, sounds about right. They've been
2: very um, diligent about sending texts to the parents Mm -hmm. and keeping everybody informed about symptoms and if anyone's been exposed and and they do have so a live
4: calendar so yeah they have a live calendar as well on their website and they text you
2: and they email you and yeah. it's incessant and can, it's good can <laughs>
4: anybody here articulate
0: exactly what the mask policy is for the state of tennessee on this date at this time uh, i have an idea yes could governor lee do it i would hope so wasn't governor yeah. didn't Hope in one hand and you know what in the other, and <laughs> yeah. which one fills <laughs> up first. I'm not sure he does. But what 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 is opt out? I mean I mean everybody needs to stop at the stoplight mm-hmm. unless you just don't want to. Well, there you can is just an opt out, there, there is an out of the form. stoplight rule.
2: There was an opt out form uh, available to students parents had to approve that i believe mm-hmm. um in my house we did not do that uh, my daughter wore a mask every day and s- continues to sure. and, and will do until she graduates sure um but i believe there's been someone someone is suing governor lee Shelby County yeah yeah Shelby County
4: yeah the actual county cuz uh, they're blocked from implementing hard uh, uh mask mandates right. that does not have an opt out right so you can't say blanketly there is a mask mandate there has to be an opt-out included in it of course like every lawsuit they had to have their actual
0: plaintiffs and they got five students to sign on and as of now we're kind of in legal limbo it's just a mess anyway i mean it's 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 different every state every county every school system and i don't know if you guys saw the most recent i mean you know you've got all the kerfuffle and hullabaloo and whatever other kind of cool phrase you can come up with from whatever era decade to describe the the confusion at school board meetings around
4: the the nation oh around the, been, the region it's been like vietnam and hamilton uh, county a couple God, of these meetings.
0: who was it somebody walked in the other day in full you know tactical body armor yeah, yeah. into a school board meeting was that wilkinson and tr- county and tried to perform a citizen's arrest on the superintendent Guess how that went what? over? Not yeah. very well. They yes. happen to have police
4: officers there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Citizens arrest. Citizens arrest. I mean, it I it saw, was,
2: saw that the National Guard was here. Yeah, they're going to be. They were arresting people.
4: No, no, no. The National Guard is not arresting anybody. They're, they're assisting with some of the hospitals that need a few extra hands on deck. That's all. Um, I think it is still necessary to point out
0: the fact that that much of our country is absolutely miserable uh because of hurricane ida we all know that August was the second wettest month on record in our area here in the Tri-State area, yeah. and I mean just just and, and just watching the creeks overflow was was interesting from my point of view. But I didn't have any property down there that was being flooded. But as you look across, of course, New Orleans again slammed worse than Katrina, Lake Charles up oh, m- much worse. Yes. and then Ida continues to go on up to the northeast. What's the death toll now in these areas that never see tornadoes? In so what happened in,
4: uh, in in Philadelphia how terrible that was where their river the name of which i cannot pronounce for some reason their river it's was something Gila, like, monongahela Gila. yeah one of them names they all have Gila's in them anyway it's no laughing matter it rose to historic levels like a century flood i think and it killed so many people and in so many new people. york city
2: they they have what we call railroad apartments mm-hmm. which are actually you go down to yep. get into yep. the apartment they're all flooded.
4: I so saw a video of yeah, uh, subway stations where it was like up to your ankles They've rats doing floating around. Swift water rescues yeah. inside the subway tunnel. How yeah. crazy is that? I think well, it was
2: 8,000 people. I
4: hope that they shut off the power. Imagine that third rail still active. You jump in, you get zapped. Uh, you're also correct there's nothing funny about it. of course the body count
0: and and the the strange way that some of these people went out they actually went into their own basements trying to avoid the high winds as their roofs were coming off Mm -hmm. and they were being rained on and hailed on and debris was falling on them and they got down into their basements and got trapped by rising water sometimes the water came up so quickly that it actually swept away because the basements Stairs are never constructed with a whole lot of use in mind. And they would just literally just float up with the water and suddenly they'd be trapped inside their own basement. Oh my gosh. And they lost a few like
2: that. Yeah, that's You could actually scary. see
0: footage of where people were pounding holes from the inside to try to get out. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And being a strong swimmer won't save you there. And And of course, the folks in New Orleans, so, so many without power. And now you've got, we already mentioned the dog days just unbearable heat and it's already so sticky and swampy down there. I mean you think that it's humid here, it's nothing compared to what they got
4: down in LA. Yeah, like it's it's autumn supposedly, right? Like I just got a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. It should be at least a little bit cooler than 86 degrees. LA, everything's got pumpkin spice and
0: I got my oil changed the other day and it was pumpkin spice oil. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm pretty sure. I'm, um, a, I'm a millennial through and through. I'm all the, about it. The other, of course, continuing story, Afghanistan and I'd, I'm looking for a silver lining. I'm looking for some sort of, of bright side to this penny and I'm just not finding it. Uh, we, can't even, we can't even figure out how how many people we actually left behind. Americans that were left behind, apparently, according to the
4: administration, wanted to be left behind. This right. was their choice. thats uh, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here. There are people who are American citizens who uh, were born in Afghanistan, have family in Afghanistan, who want to stay with their family in Afghanistan. They also happen to be American citizens. So I can understand that for sure. But there's no denying, I think, that this has been, according to many on both sides of the aisle, everyone seems to agree, pretty well bungled. Now, here's something, uh, you guys, maybe you can illuminate me just a hair.
0: Of all the Afghans that we left behind that we were trying to get out, I know that they had actually um, apparently a couple of dozen flights arranged through private charters and the taliban is not aligned to leave now because and some of them are actually green card holders and yeah. that was news to me that's why i'm saying i needed the kind of the illumination was i thought green cards were only applicable when you were in this country but they were american green card holders many of them translators and otherwise
4: mm-hmm. and they were still in country and are still in country. i think that they get a special allowance because of their situation as translators for combat personnel Uh, They get a sort of a a special allowance for that. Uh, The president has promised that anyone who wants to leave Afghanistan, who is welcome in America, is going to get out of Afghanistan. Easier said than done, of course. Granted, he's the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Um, Hopefully there's a little bit of confidence he can make that happen. But right now it's not looking very uh, optimistic.
0: And we'll go ahead and kind of just wrap up the upfront wrap up. That's just a handful of things to be thinking about. One other thing I'm just going to toss out to let you guys ponder this. Talk to your own young folks, the young folks in your family and your circle of friends, uh, your workspace, whatever. Uh, The class of 2025, recently a poll was taken, and who do they trust?
2: That's a good question. Who do they
0: trust? I mean, just t- hmm. t- take a shot. Take a shot. Who do you think they trust uh, um, hmm. the, the most and the least?
4: Well, uh, as I far hope as entities go. I hope the the Paul brothers are not on, on
0: the list. <laughs> their parents. They trust. <laughs> yeah, their parents. Ninety three percent of the the class of twenty twenty five still trust their parents. Okay. Okay. There's one very nice little you know shiny you know silver lining there. Where did, you know, did this poll come from? <laughs> I me. <can laughs> this is this is NBC, NBC, Ipsos, Factos. I, I'll I'll get the whole uh, thing. Sounds too. Uh, you know who they? Trust I was going to say TikTok is what they trust. <laughs> yeah, you know who they trust the least? Actually, no. You're 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 dead on it the national news media yeah well, i don't blame them to be honest. and it is just right at one third of the class of 2025 say they trust the national news media
4: well jeff uh when i flex my muscle you hear more about that actually.
0: i am looking forward to that that'll be an upcoming segment in just a second russell the love muscle that is his nickname and so he gets to flex his muscle <laughs> here in just a little bit coming up in just a second though everybody's got one an opinion that is and other things and most of them stink, and I'm gonna share one with you. everybody's got one everybody's got one everybody's got one that's actually what they're chanting in that song if you didn't know that that's that's just what everybody's always thought that they were saying everybody smoke pot that was of course every song was translated puff the magic dragon was translated to be everybody smoke pot back this in those days devil
4: music so everybody's
0: Jeffrey. got one actually uh, that's what they're saying and 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 an opinion and I've got one today on on my man at least he used to be we'll see herschel walker without a doubt In my humble opinion, oh-so-humble opinion, the greatest collegiate football player ever. Uh, Undefeated season, 1980, won the Sugar Bowl, beat Notre Dame in 1981. He's the first ever true freshman to make the All-American team first cut. And just goes on, you know, I mean, and don't, don't forget the fact he was an Olympic bobsledder, too. He was on our bobsledding team. You know, pro career, not so stellar played with the Cowboys, played with the Giants, played with the Eagles, but he's running for the U.S. Senate. And okay. this is something he's been talking about for quite some time, and Donald Trump supports him and egged him on. His number in football, in college football, for the Georgia Bulldogs was 34. And I can come up easily with 34 reasons why he should not run for Senate. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't even be hard at all. I could just start ticking him off. But let me just go ahead and start with stalking. He has a reputation for stalking, friends, girlfriends, ex-wives, had a terrible divorce. We're not gonna count that against him. Um, He actually has a history of threats of excessive violence and some simple abuse charges that have followed him. And this all basically stems from the fact that he has a disorder. It is uh, essentially a dissociative disorder That some people simply refer to as multiple personalities, but Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody and I believe I have more than a touch of Dissociative disorder myself and I'm not joking and I could tell you exactly the first time I ever felt it Was when I was trying to quit drinking on my own many years ago And I was clearly drinking too much and somebody gave me some shanticks. Does anybody oh, know what that is? That's a sleep drug, I remember the, the commercials for it. It's yeah. Chantix. It's yeah. Chantix, and yeah. it's supposed to decrease
4: urges. Oh,
0: that's for stopping smoking. Yes, right. it, yeah. and it was it was given to me by a friend at the old radio station that had stopped smoking and had used Chantix, and she said, why don't you try this? And I took it for three or four days, and on my way in one morning, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm in the S-curves on Hicks and Pike, and suddenly I wasn't driving the car anymore. Oh, that's weird. I was like watching a movie of somebody – through first-person point of view driving a car. And I was literally making it go a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right and going, yeah, I'm doing this. This is not a dream. I actually pulled over on a side road and opened my car door and felt of the pavement to make sure I was really, really wired into the fact I was awake and driving. It was a most unpleasant and disturbing sensation. And that's what I've always associated with the disassociative disorder wait so you're saying that's You've abnormal? normal yeah apparently with the dissociative disorder uh, yes exactly gotcha. I, right. I associated it with that okay and but but, but Herschel has he has written down some of the thoughts he has had have I had epic violent thoughts toward people I don't like of course everybody does but yeah. you don't write it down in detail I would I, hope not and he did that's evidence man I'm talking about he he, he described the the pattern of blood splatter he wanted to see on the wall behind this guy's head as he put a bullet in his brain, oh my Holy he put God. it in his book. And it's a, it's a delicious description of this Jackson Pollock-like <laughs> spray behind this guy's head. And he wants to join the most powerful club in the world of 100 people, U.S. senators? I think not, Herschel. No, this is, uh,
4: his brain matter would resemble a, a raspberry cobbler, and here's why you should vote for <laughs> you me.
0: You think you're joking. I mean, he got into that kind of detail. You'll Jeez. have to check it out. And I'm just telling you, the man, he also is given to exaggeration when it comes to business dealings. Kind of, I don't know, kind of like the guy that's pushing him to run and and supports him so much, Donald Trump. Yeah, he's been a success here and there and here and there, but taken as a whole, he has failed miserably throughout his life at so many business endeavors. Herschel's business career is not stellar.
3: Jeff that 1980s national 1980 national yeah. championship flag flies forever. I
0: know it does. I know it does. There's in the going state to be the a world lot world. of people
3: that I'm all they say, care about is that.
0: He's running and and there are Republicans in Georgia going, "Where is your campaign calendar?" Why, why, where are you appearing what are you doing what's going on and they're thinking to themselves we're going to end up being stuck with this very personable very likable very charismatic man who is not going to know how to do the job and they're worried who's going to beat him who runs against herschel walker in georgia and beats him
3: well the only
4: chance would be Raphael warnock to rewin the seat yeah that's, I think he has a pretty good...
0: I
2: hope he does. I hope he has
4: a pretty good chance. I, I mean, I'm not in his district, so I don't really have a dog in that fight, but um, I, I think that Raphael Warnock has the the benefit of being an incumbent, and he has definitely the benefit of the youth vote, for sure. Uh, Herschel Walker has the benefit of, no offense to the Boomer vote. Boomer vote. vote right. No, there's no doubt. Die- He's my age. He's just a year younger than me.
0: So, I mean... Um, And no, I didn't have those thundering thighs like he did back in 1980. (laughs) My God, he's just a freshman. Did you have a fast 10 yards like he did? No. Um, And we'll be hearing more sports course uh, here in just a little bit from Dave Hooker when he joined us. I do want to say, go dogs. The the big win that they had against Clemson was absolutely brilliant. And everybody continues to mispronounce the quarterback for Clemson's name. It's ukulele. Uh, even Even his family mispronounces it. He mispronounces it. It's ukulele. It's DJ ukulele. Everybody get used to it as they continue to lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see Clemson win another game this season. And anyway, that's that's the editorial. If you feel otherwise, if you feel like Herschel Walker is a fantastic senatorial you know, candidate for the state of Georgia, and he would be a big plus up in D.C. inside the Beltway right now, bringing all of that savvy from that 1980 championship, 1981 Sugar Bowl win, <laughs> to the inside the Beltway, then you go ahead and get in contact with Jen. Yes. How?
2: Send it to me, Jen.FredPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Coming up, the duh moment of the day. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching, too. Yes, this podcast is... An audio product is also going to be a video product. This is uh, our second pilot episode, and we're working on the video aspect of it even as we speak. One of the things that Brian's over there, he's twisting, diving, turning, twisting the knobs, trying to figure (laughs) out exactly how to make the cameras all work. But you will, if you want to watch the sausage being made, I don't know why you would, but if you want to, you will be able to. How how will people actually be able to see this podcast?
2: If I post this to YouTube, which I probably will. They'll see it there. And eventually we will have a Facebook page and you can see it there at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show Facebook page.
4: You can see me smoking like Johnny Carson and drinking beer like uh, <laughs> every other host out there. Uh, you can do at that right now I if think you too. at to we'll the right we'll, place.
2: Right, Taft, I think we'll also have a uh, an Instagram page. Yeah. We're
4: going to have all the pages. And Twitter. What I kind don't of, tweet, how many pages? maybe you do. <laughs> all the pages. What would you tweet from our show? Like hey, Apples and Hershel Googles Walker.
0: and Stitchers and yeah. Spotify's and Anchors and Breakers and yeah. Cast boxes and Overcasts and casts and <laughs> Forecasts. And, uh, we're going to be all over the place. Fishing
4: casts and arm casts cast and leg casts and body casts. That cast. is totally a list of, of
0: all of the places we are, by the way. Totally dominating. The duh moment of the day. The schwa moment of the day. I got to give, I got to give, yeah, the, the sound of it is, Um got to give a, 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 a sort of a round of applause and a consolation prize to the lady in Alabama that was making up the fake vaccination cards and she misspelled Moderna. (laughs) It was all done so perfectly, it was completely, you could not have told it was a forgery, except she went out of her way to to, to take the word (laughs) modern, turned into a pharmaceutical, Moderna, and she misspelled the word that the drug and the company is based on, and spelled it with an A. So she gets gets a consolation prize.
4: Well, if you know the origin of it too, it's modern modern, uh, juxtaposed with RNA. Is that what it is? No. Oh,
0: I did not aren't know. Aren't you that. so smart? Modern yes. RNA, Moderna. Well, not. They, no, dumb. They must be mad. <laughs> they must be insane. Because uh, that's exactly the way she spelled it. What a bonehead. But no, actually, this one's going to go out to the folks that run the uh, roller coaster at Farmington, Utah's County Fair. I don't know if you heard about this one, but the Duh Award goes out to. I guess you could probably imagine the bus driver from the Simpsons what's his name Otto Auto. Auto. automatic Otto Auto, the bus the bus hey, driver I right, just imagine this guy and he's standing there next to the you must be this tall to ride this ride thing yeah, yeah. and he's looking and the kids are all too short and he's going go ahead get on you know you know that's this guy right and so they get this dude up there who has a leg that does not work properly it never has he was born with two legs but one of them is useless to him he is paraplegic it's not his fault he still can get around fairly well but when they put him into the roller coaster they did not take into account that he did not have muscle control of his leg and as the roller coaster took off and hit the first hill and the bottom after the first hill he kicked himself his in the leg actually flew yes out of the car because it was un
2: oh my goodness fastened
0: it was unharnessed it was not attached in any way shape or form to the inside it went out of the actual car and went under the wheels oh. of the roller coaster. Oh, my gosh. Where it stayed for the next several hundred feet, shredding his foot oh. into a thousand little pieces of mincemeat. And as you that's, might well imagine... That's not a dumb fan, moment. The, that's, that's just a wonder problem I moment. Just, I Can we, just, we wrap
3: up this segment pretty soon?
0: <laughs> I, it's, it's wrapped up. Here's the sound effect. <laughs> oh, More, Jeff.
4: Damn! Lawsuits everywhere. And for the next dull moment, three people were shot in Chicago in a gang violence. Mr. Mann, there's several people here who want to
0: talk to you about your upcoming case. Yes. So your dull moment of the day, if you're working
4: at a county fair and you're in charge of a roller coaster, don't be like Otto. Holy cow. My favorite bit with Otto is there's a part where these advertisements on billboards come to life. And one of them picks up the bus, and Otto goes, Ooh, now's a bad time for an LSD flashback. I hate to be driving a bus right now. (laughs) Oh, we can all relate to that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chattanooga Drive-In
0: Show. Yes, because we do want to replace your morning radio show that you've become accustomed to, even though it's boring, even though it might be irrelevant, syndicated crap, or just boring, inane, local, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't make any difference. We want to replace it, but we figure everybody needs a little musical, meditative moment in the morning. So even though you might be listening to this during the afternoon, the midday, at night, it doesn't make any difference as long as you're listening. But we're going to give you a couple of little musical moments during the show. And here's your first one. This was definitely one of the songs of the summer. This is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and together they're called Silk Sonic and this is called Skate. This is the segment in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We call, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Basically, just a little community calendar here, and I'm going to throw some stuff at you, and I, hopefully, these guys have brought a little something of their own in here. Uh, first one, big shout out to Lauren Elena. Uh, has a brand new album out that apparently is doing extremely well. Just from yeah. Yeah, it's called Top of the World. Top of the World, ma. Top of the World. No, the album is called Sitting Pretty. I guess uh, Sitting Pretty on Top of the World is the full name of it. and it drops September 3rd. So good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. A local girl has made very, very, very good, and she's actually very
4: talented. You know, the local media kept talking about how she's from Chattanooga. I'm like, man, she's from Rossville. Don't even get started. Rossville, I thought Ringgold claimed her. Did they? I don't know. Well, she's from Georgia anyway, so y'all should have seen. Either Ringo
3: or Rossville or Ringo,
4: Rossville, Fort (laughs) Oglethorpe,
0: Dalton—it don't matter as well. She's a peach. I know that she's a peach. (laughs) Um, See what else we got coming up? Um, We got—we got. I mean, this is really the busy time for activities around here. I know the Jackson County Fair is going on. Watch out for those roller coasters. Northwest Georgia Regional Fair is going on as well. And you got coming up. The Fried Green Tomato Festival. I, I, we've hmm. all been waiting for that. Let, you know, let's just let's just be honest. Who here? Who here inside this room? Who listening to my voice doesn't have? September 11th marked on their calendar for the fried green tomato. <laughs> no, Festival. I have
2: September 11th and 12th marked
3: down. <laughs> I was
0: thinking 20 year anniversary <laughs> of 9 11 I mean, you know, you know fried they each their own. <laughs> green I mean, tomato you know, my, fest. You want to <laughs> remember
4: <laughs> the darkest day in America's history? You go ahead. I'm going to have some fried green tomatoes in Iowa. fried green tomatoes there. at Moon River. There's someone out there who's like, yeah, you know, I remember September 11th. Uh, that's why I'm going to the Fried Green Tomato Festival.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the taste of nostalgia for the time when America was still innocent. Oh my God! Well, you know what? Actually, there's an International Cowpea Festival right after that. Whatever a cowpea is, I'm not sure if I've ever had a cowpea. I know I've had chickpeas. Like that's cow- what, what. What do you make? What did chickpeas become? Hummus. hummus yeah okay there you go so i've had chickpeas i don't know about cow peas. it all ties back to the middle east you get cow on a flat rock that's where the weather was all right so anyway and that's going to be in city park up in charleston what do you guys got anything
2: i'm gonna moon river is my thing
0: that's your thing i'm going
2: next weekend for sure. Are you sure? Absolutely,
0: 100%. Are you positive? You
3: never can be too sure positive. of anything at this point, everybody. Well, I get Brian's right, going to take the deep
0: dive a little bit later on. Brian's going to take the deep dive on this whole festival cancellation. Titans the open up rules. this
3: weekend at home. I'm um, either going to do that in Nashville or Moon River. I don't know. They're both... I don't know which
0: direction I want to go. They're both paid for. They're both easy. I don't know. We'll see. Is Moon River... Have, have, are they changing protocol to any large
2: they scale? are requiring i've never uh, been it's so good jeff you you really do need to go i mean coolidge park is the perfect place for it
3: um yeah vaccination requirements vaccination co- or a negative requ- yeah. covid test. like mm-hmm. many of them have tried i don't i don't know how successful these these um, festivals and organizations have
4: been trying to do this it's but easy to get a negative PCR test now too so I mean, assuming you're negative. It's also easy to get a fake uh, card, too, I guess. Well, don't do that. Don't get your Madrina card. Yeah, Mad Mad mad
0: Madderna. Also, I want to go ahead and uh, give a big shout out. We're about to do something called Shotgun Shoutouts. And uh, before we do that, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Dave Lang and Atomic Films. They sponsor this particular segment, the What Are You Doing segment here on the podcast. Atomic Films, the proven dependable source for all tri-state businesses, events, and even individual video and film projects from commercials to training films to, well, whatever you need videoed or filmed. Talk to Dave Lang at 423-364-3823. That's 364-3823. Or search Atomic Films in the Scenic City on the net.
4: Well, I'm going to be going on, I don't know if this is, it doesn't really count as a regular weekend occurrence, but uh, Nightfall, I think, is still going on. Yes. Uh, Also, I'm going to be uh, taking my girlfriend on a train ride from the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum. So, do you want to count that? cool. Yeah. Where you going to? Uh, we're torn between either the... Etowah? Yeah, the Etowah one or, or the regular old Missionary Ridge loop. The one, one. That, that that leaves from Etowah that
0: goes up the Hawassi River across the bridge right there, Reliance, and then goes all through that forested area up there, mm-hmm. just a wilderness, and it corkscrews up to the top of this mountain and stops and you can actually look down and see the back end of the train if you're at the front end below you as it literally winds its way up and it stops and then it just puts it in neutral and it coasts backwards all the way back to the station. And for 40 bucks a
4: person, you really can't lose with that. So that's what we're looking at doing this weekend. Anybody out there who has
0: something that they would like to promote going on in your neck of the woods, Get in touch again with Jen.
2: Send it to me, podcast at gmail.com, or you can text me,
0: 423-635-3557. Shotgun. Everybody knows that Junior Walker, all-star shotgun shout-outs. Shotgun shout This is basically just little blurbs, letters to the editors, um, the the rants from the Chattanooga Times Free Press, things of that nature, uh, tidbits from other local, regional papers from other parts of our community. We want this, I say Chattanooga-centric or centric podcast. We want it to reach out, to. We wanted to reach out to all of the areas that we basically consider home. And you know, it, this thing is going to generally be about an hour long. That's as long as most people's commute is ever going to be. So if you live within an hour's drive of Chattanooga, let us know when something's going on with you, all right? Uh, here's just some thoughts that came from some random people. Let me just read this one letter to the Times Free Press Opinion section that I thought really stood out to me. Uh, Normandy Patriots were not complainers. Franklin McCauley wrote this. He said, I'm 81. I was four years old when young American patriots clambered out of landing craft on Omaha Beach with guns in their hands and heavy packs on their backs and tried their best to reach the beach without drowning or being hit by gunfire many never did so never touched sand they never said to their country hey you can't take away my freedom by making me wear that heavy pack and force me to jump into the ocean to attack nazis i'm an american i'm a patriot i've got rights quote unquote maybe that's why i don't understand some of today's patriots who have so many rights that they can't figure out how to wear a small mask or get a shot in the arm to keep themselves and their fellow citizens safe.
2: I think Franklin Macaulay is
0: wonderful. There you go. Uh, I'll just give you a couple. What a sweet th- guy. From the rant here. I, the, the rant, 25 words or fewer that they put in the Times Free Press Perspective section on Sunday. Um, you'll see a kind of a, a theme here. How many people didn't get vaccinated and died because conservative talk radio host Phil Valentine said the vaccine would cause heart attacks and paralysis? Uh. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Maybe too early. Uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. His initials, JRB, describes his presidency perfectly. Just really bad. Kind of a stretch. Mm, Kind of a stretch there.
2: Yeah, I don't agree with that. Speaking
0: of talk radio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Gulf of Mexico is three to five degrees above normal. Fueling monster storms like Ida. Global warming is absolutely real. Seems to me that Joe Biden has more puppeteers pulling his strings than Howdy Doody ever did. Here's a couple that go together. You could say that
4: of any president ever, though. I mean, come on.
0: Please don't buy and take ivermectin. My dog has worms and needs it more than you. <laughs> and on the same line, Seabiscuit says, silly rednecks, ivermectin is for horses. But I guess some people don't have any horse sense, LOL.
2: I've got a meme that says, if the people who call everyone else sheep could just stop taking livestock medication, that'd be great. <laughs>
0: Eh, I don't want to take anything that do worms a horse
4: (laughs) and uh, I've got one from the Suwannee Mountain Messenger Uh, Franklin County Schools vote no on mask mandate written by Leslie Lyle Uh, little I'm sorry messenger uh, staff writer uh, writing at a special meeting, uh, August the 30th, Franklin County School Board voted down a motion by board member Sarah uh, Likely, I believe, to require elementary age students to wear masks as a COVID-19 preventative measure. The board voted in favor of adopting a remote instruction policy for quarantine students. A little bit further down, it reads, board chair uh, Clejo Walker stressed the complications of a mask mandate. Who's going to enforce this? If parents opt out, who's going to notify the teachers? I think masks probably work, but it adds just one more thing for teachers to do Linda Jones said people in Franklin County don't want to be told what to do with their kids according to Chris Guess well Chris is right
0: but so what? <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean no, no you, parent right? wants to be told what to do with their own kids. That's just part of the deal. That comes with the territory. Well, I was, You don't uh, want to take parenting advice from anybody, but we do. It's just part of life.
4: I was uh, homeschooled in, in pre-pandemic time, so I'll recuse myself from that conversation. Back in 1980 when Herschel Walker was <laughs> <wouldn't remember. laughs> That was 95 to 2013. Thank you very much. Uh, Dunlap Tribune. Um don't have the name in front of me for this one but the t- the headline is tourism benefits sequatchie county the economic impact of tourism in sequatchie county declined in 2020 from 2019 as was the case throughout tennessee but still brought in funds for jobs payroll and tax revenue According to the Tennessee Department of uh, Tourist Development, tourism spending in the county totaled 4.27 million in 2020, down 17.7% from 5.19 million a year prior. A breakdown of spending by visitors in 2020 included 2.19 million for transportation, uh, 1.06 million for lodging, 570,000 for food and beverages, 230,000 for retail purchases and 220,000 for recreation. I'm going to say something I didn't think I would ever say. Hmm?
0: ever Mm -hmm. out loud in front of God and everybody, I'd like to actually see the spreadsheet on that. I would like to see where the tourism dollars are going in Sequatchie. Well, our, our fire friend, up
4: uh, Office three six five and put that together friend, for our you. friend
0: Taft Sivley, who's in here with us as well. You'll be hearing from him in a little bit. And I know Taft has worked, you know, tirelessly over in the Sequatchie County area uh, with the the Land Trust, trying to talk to landowners and property owners over there and get them into the idea of setting aside pieces of their lands, you know, for for perpetuity. And I mean, the, the Sequatchie County area and the entire valley. It's always poised to explode, but you never really see the boom. You never see the mushroom cloud. So I'd like to know where all that tourism dollars, where where they're going, actually. That's just me.
4: Whose pocket is it landing in, perhaps? Chattanooga Drive-In Show, once again, a quick look at news with Russell Stroud. The CPD says that two people were shot over the weekend in what they're calling separate incidents. The first one happened Friday evening on South Beach Street. A 30-year-old man was reportedly hit. He was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. He told the police that he was the victim of a robbery. The police say two men approached him and opened fire when he tried to run away. In the second case, a 38-year-old man was shot on South Willow Street. He was standing near his car when he heard two people loudly talking. And when he turned to see what was going on, one of them pulled a pistol and started firing. No arrests have been announced in this case. Both victims expected to be okay. Two people with disabilities narrowly escaped a house fire on Saturday. It happened on West 51st Street. The home was already completely engulfed when firemen arrived. Multiple fire companies spent hours at the scene, then even more time after the fire rekindled some hours later. Reports say that one of the occupants was smoking in bed when a mattress sparked, causing the rest of the house to follow. The Cleveland Police Department says that a car crash killed two people in Cleveland. It happened around 2.30 a.m. on Sunday at North Ocoee Street. A truck was headed northbound when it veered off of the road when slammed into a tree, killing both occupants. The victims were identified as a 49-year-old David Jenkins and a 49-year-old Christopher Jacoby. Mr. Jenkins is the owner of Jenkins Deli over in Cleveland. The deli's Facebook page confirmed the news a short time after the crash. Multiple Chattanoogans were displaced after a fire broke out on Grove Street at an apartment building. It happened just before 9 o'clock on Monday morning. The Chattanooga Fire Department called in Red Bank for mutual aid, the police department handling traffic control. The cause is still under investigation.
0: yes yes i was the one that nicknamed her pimp jen many years ago because she was selling me on the street i still do the name stuck she still does she still sells me on the street price has gone down as a matter of fact you really ought to contact her and find out exactly what a piece of fa would go for these days but this is the pimps corner it is
2: and i want to say a quick thank you to common ground tree service you can call them at 602-0466 they have a five-star google review free consultations with an isa certified abor aborist Aborist? Arborist. arborist Arborist. Arborist. see i I, you know we all
0: celebrate
4: aber day you (laughs) (laughs) know it's a day (laughs) it's a word it's a word i don't use often
2: precision quality and communication give you peace of mind it says piece of minute. Who wrote this? Maybe it.
0: Maybe it's a nice Specializing a piece of Specializing in low
2: impact tree removal. They ain't just some
3: tree guy, y'all. Ten
2: percent discount. This is crap. <laughs> <It's>
0: not, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do it. Give it to me. God, just get ready to do your yays, hoorays, and boos for yous. Common Ground Tree Service, 6020466, five star Google reviews, free consultations with an ISA certified arborist. Oh, that's Precision, what that quality, is. and communication give you peace of mind. Specializing in low impact tree removal, 10% discount for Chattanooga Drive and listeners. How hard was that? How hard was that? <laughs> Come on, Jim! Boo for yous. You should
2: have written it better. I'm going to start with a yay. Yay f- what do it yay for tybee island georgia yay. they have reduced the pot penalty for the beach community no longer a crime but still if you have less than an ounce it's only a 150 fifty dollar fine
0: tybee island
2: tybee island
0: out there at the forefront <laughs> <Yep.
2: clears throat> so go on down <laughs>
0: out there at the cutting edge the cutting edge of society what if you're halfway across the bridge what if you're halfway between the mainland and the island?
4: Hold on, man. Let me run this one. <laughs> That's on you. That's on
0: you. <laughs> you. There's a story coming up about <laughs> doing on, that man. very same thing. It's coming up in just a minute.
2: Okay, so this is a this is a very big yay too. Hamilton County schools test scores have maintained pre pandemic growth regardless of all the various setbacks throughout the past year and a half. This is according to the Tennessee Value Added Assessment system data 67 out of 79 schools that's 85 percent of the schools in hamilton county meet or met or exceeded state growth standards that's pretty darn good good
4: for them you didn't do that
0: math in your head i know
2: well that's what it said in the article okay all right, so yay for teachers, yay for students for keeping up, yay, yay for, for counselors, and 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 I'm gonna <laughs> I'm reluctant to give Governor Lee a yay because we all know how I feel about him, but I'm gonna give him a yay for this. He has declared September College Savings Month, and is giving away three five hundred and twenty nine dollars scholarships. Residents twenty one and older may apply for their child fifteen or younger through September 30th. The link is tnstars.treasury.tn.gov.
0: Okay, because I wanna be positive and uplifting and all that and optimistic and, and a joy in people's lives, uh, I'll say yay. But how much?
2: $529.
0: That is one textbook. 520, that you know is what? exactly what you would get. It is <laughs> better you, would, than you would get two no, and a half for
2: textbooks high for that. This is for high school. I thought it was well, for right. college. Or maybe it's a college savings fund.
4: Well, yes. all I know is I need to change my address and have a kid real quick. Hey, you so better start saving plus. in 1926. <laughs> I pay pay my whole tuition. Amounted. All right, here's kind of a,
2: a meh. I'm going to go in between a yay and a boo. Okay, a meh. Uh, ABBA. Love ABBA. Is reuniting after 40 years.
4: Hiss, hiss, Were
2: you an ABBA fan? No. ABBA in Australia
0: was huge. They were all huge all over the world. That didn't mean they were well, good. Well,
2: for whatever reason, like Australia, they, they did a concert in 1978, and it blew Australia away. Everybody loved them. I had the posters.
4: They were shifted off of the African continent and became their own continent. <laughs> Do you know, in all honesty, all right, so you say a meh.
2: I Do say you, a meh because, wait because I listened to one of the new tracks. They've got a new album being released November 5th, 11 new songs, the album's called Voyage, and it's schlocky. Do you guys know what that means? Yeah, I know
0: yeah exactly of course what I it know means. what it means. I, it sounds I, I like ABBA. That'd be one of the first words I would pick to choose to <laughs> yeah. describe ABBA. As a matter of fact, cheesy, schlocky, uh yeah. gimmicky. It's, it's campy. Yeah, um, it's campy. Nordic yeah. Swedes, whatever they are. It's you like, know, they they all they they look interesting, but they don't sound very interesting when they talk. Now they <laughs> they had the sixty-four track studio, which at the time was like NASA's Space Launch Mission Control. I mean, remember the the Beatles did, you know, Sgt. Pepper's on eight tracks. Right. So they had a 64-track studio before anybody did. Everybody all over the world, every musician wanted to record at Abba's place. Do you know they were offered a billion Dollars to reform and did not do they it. They did not they turned do it. it down. They did. They, they turned, turned it down. down a billion-dollar cash money up front that is Offer correct. to play. So, so you by don't have God, your money. You got to give them. You got to give them credit. <laughs> you know. You got to give them credit for being really dumb
4: or really standing next to their principles. I don't know, man. Standing there I, right next to them. If I had to pick between like a billion dollars and integrity, I would take the billion dollars every, every time. time Every time integrity is I so. I take a quarter of a million at this point. Are you kidding me? I take fifty bucks. <laughs> See, but
0: but Jen, drive she home at least. She's still got at least one more boo to get to, and she's already she's worked on her credibility and her integrity by giving the governor a yay. Yeah, so let's I give let her a finish. yay.
2: Well, all right. This this is kind of a major boo, and it's it's in headlines, and we're gonna need to get deeper into this, I think, in a discussion. But Texas's new abortion law is. Garbage. I'm sorry.
0: You don't have to be sorry. You didn't do it. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's no. It, it, it completely eliminates abortion. I mean, that's it just eliminates being, abortion. Anything after six weeks, you've had kids. Um, all of us, you know, have, have have wives, friends who have had kids. Six weeks. Most women don't even know they're pregnant. I mean, they might be a little late, and that's all they're gonna think about. You know, so, they're giving I'll women okay. up to six weeks. Yeah. After six weeks, anything
2: after that not is allowable. illegal. No and rape, no even,
0: incest exceptions.
2: And even people who drive somebody to get an abortion is now finable, I believe, by up to $10,000.
0: Yeah, you'd be technically an
4: accomplice, yeah.
0: That actually is the, what they're leaning on. They're actually leaning on other people taking people to court and having them charged. They're, they're going to depend on the citizens of Texas mm-hmm. to report other citizens of Texas if they believe that they have been somehow made a part of a plan for a woman to get an abortion. Well, So it's, it's gonna be literally, I mean, don't mess with Texas, the state of abortion narcs. That's what they want. I have a couple want. things
2: to add to that. My body, my choice is being used both for the vaccinations and also for abortion they're completely different things if you have an abortion it affects two people if you decide to not get a vaccine you're potentially risking you know the health and safety of your community well so i don't think they go together
0: it's a good time for Me or somebody to jump in there and say, if you have a disagreeing opinion, if you have (laughs) an opinion unlike those being stated here by the hosts of the Chattanooga Drive In Show, you can always get in touch with one of the opinionated people. Yeah. Jen Lambert here, and um, membership does have privileges. If you actually sign on and subscribe to our podcast, and any of the ways, shapes, and forms and platforms it comes to you, you're a member as far as we're concerned. You get your comments into us and we will make sure they air here.
2: Please do. Jen.fredpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And right now we're going to take one more quick break. Uh, actually, no, I take it back. I was getting ready to play a song and I was going to roll right over Russell the Love Muscle. I'm used to it. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, forget right. it, guys. didn't even let me finish, finish that role. boot, but whatever. No, go ahead. Finish no, your no, boat. no, no. Move on. I, it was your body language. Move told on. Me you were done move along
5: Strength
0: Okay. well I already screwed up the intro well, I'm already <laughs> late I'll see you guys later <laughs> <laughs> no Russell the love muscle is going to flex here a little bit they're going to flex his muscle for us Russell what do you have on your mind
4: well, Jeff, um, I had my phone with all the information lined up for you, and because y'all took so long lamenting over how we were going to record it, my phone died. <laughs> but have I have been some here a of while. It, <laughs> I have some of it in my memory, <laughs> so this is going to be slightly flawed and slightly unjournalistic. I, so I that
0: this was live.
4: Yeah, so forgive me for for my uh, possible factual mistakes. So I'll try to be general. Um, we talked a little bit about ivermectin, right? Yes. The, the horse dewormer. Yes. yes. Now, I want to preface this by saying I do not recommend you take ivermectin uh, unless you have a horse who has worms. So getting that out of the way. Um, However, there's been a ton of misinformation, a ton of fervor, a ton of anger, a ton of rhetoric about... COVID 19 from the side of the people who would be taking ivermectin, right? There's also been a ton of anger and fervor and rhetoric and yada yada from people who say you should not take ivermectin, right? Because we're all angry about it. Um, We should not allow our quest for uh, calling out people who are dumb to override the truth, right? I think we can all agree on that. There was a story that came out in Rolling Stone about Oklahoma Hospital that was overrun by patients who had OD'd on ivermectin to the point where gunshot victims were having to wait in the waiting room and couldn't get rooms. Mm. That sounds pretty crappy, right? That's
2: not
0: good.
4: Having been a gunshot victim, <laughs> let me tell you, it's it's that's that's no fun. Yeah, you'd be pretty Being pissed a, off.
0: Being on, on a gurney in a hallway while you're throbbing and bleeding out is yeah. just not uh,
4: your idea of a good How time. How are they
2: getting these prescriptions? You'd be, you'd
4: be pretty pissed off if you found out like the dude in front of you was like, oh, sorry, OD'ing man. ODing on, on yeah. a horse dewormer. Well, if you... If if that makes you angry, good news, it's not true. Oh. oh. I feel better already. <laughs> yeah. So that came up in... So I'll go get shot today. Yeah, go and get shot and you'll be in the hospital room in no time at all. So uh, according to, I believe, poison control uh, numbers, they say there's been about 536-ish uh, total ODs or hospitalizations regarding ivermectin in the entire country. Mm-hmm. So that's a really low number. That's like a fluke. That could be farmers accidentally mixing up their nitroglycerin in their horse dewarmer. So that's not really a big deal. 536 people die on my 75 northbound every day. So it's not really a number you would count as as significant. So how did this get spread, right? Well, there was a doctor who formerly worked at this hospital who spoke to Rolling Stone. They took it and ran. Mm -hmm. without actually checking with the hospital. Later, they printed a retraction, as of like yesterday, they printed a retraction saying, whoops, sorry, we messed up. The story that got promoted everywhere was actually false. Well, not before Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, Mm -hmm. talked about it on her show. Joy Reid. I'm not picking on MSNBC, but also Joy Reid picked it up on her show. The executive producer for MSNBC's, I think Nightly News, picked it up and talked about it on her Twitter account. Mm -hmm. It got spread all over the place. So if you've seen the story about people ODing on ivermectin to the point... Where people can't go to the hospital in Oklahoma, don't get too angry because it's not true. And well, that's my uh, well, flexing my muscle. You know who wasn't lashing out at that story was was Joe Rogan, a man
0: that I oh guess doing you know doing podcasts. I where, love Joe Rogan, but man, we're all and, and Brian's been doing Stone on Air, his own podcast forever. We're all supposed to have a framed portrait of Joe Rogan <laughs> in every one of our studios because <laughs> he is the god of podcasts. Well, I actually but, really do like and respect Joe Rogan, but, but man, he's he's taking ivermectin as uh, as part of his treatment because he got COVID And he he swears by it. Now I will remember the little uh, you know story I told you about the guy with the bad attitude about being in prison. I wish you would have been a little bit more of mm-hmm. it and refuse of only look at to only just, just just the only the negative sides. Well, here's a the negative side a you? Inmates, and this is a true story, in Arkansas were given the drug without being told what it was. They were experimented upon. Dozens of them. If you are in prison, trust me, your rights are gone. They're gone. If they want to give you a horse dewormer, you're going to eat some horse dewormer. And that's in Arkansas. And so, I mean, if you're in Arkansas, you're Come already basically, you're, 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 it's, you're not hedging your bets right to begin with. But yeah, don't you, go to prison. That's my You, you look like you got worms, there. boy.
2: I'm oh. all for horse tranquilizers.
0: <laughs> yeah, you take them regularly. Well, just saying, ketamine works. Horses are just so strung out. Of course, of they're course. Just, they're always so edgy.
4: Well, you know, in the, uh, the what, 13th Amendment that, that freed the slaves, it talks about how you know, people who are not imprisoned are free. You know, you can. St- you're still classified legally. You know, slavery is legal if you're imprisoned. It only hmm. counts for non-imprisoned persons. It's true. Look it up.
0: All right, and this is the point in the show where we basically take another little old mental margarita. I guess you could call it that. I oh can Nice musical meditative moment. This is a Rockyology revisited second stage. This is old supertram for you. And here's the the part of the podcast, the part of the show, where Basically, I just tell a story, and it could be a a factual, historical story about the city of Chattanooga. I could go back to Dr. James Living Good and his wonderful book, From Tomahawks to TVA, some wonderful, wonderful comical and very serious tales in there. Or it could just be something from my own personal history. I've had a very interesting history. I know a lot of interesting people. I'll try to tell an interesting story very quickly here. And it's also going to be kind of a little bit of an editorial because I'm going to start off by saying, we need the mounted patrol back. When the city of Chattanooga, I, I, when I moved here in the mid 80s, we had a very substantial mounted patrol and it was A, cool. It was just cool looking to see officers on horseback, B, remarkably effective, incredibly effective. If you remember the, the riots and the, the, the rebellion in the streets of last year all throughout America which police departments actually were able to get things done quicker than others, those who had mounted officers. Because the human being, our setup, our psyche is such We will not stand in the way of a wild beast that's trying to get from point A to point B. We're gonna move out of the way. The biggest cop in the world can tell you to move and you can cop an attitude. When that horse puts his head down and his ears back and starts coming towards you, you're gonna get the hell out of the way. It's effective. It served as a great interface for tourists and back then we didn't have a lot of tourists now we're a tourist-based economy and these officers were always engaged in talking to visitors to our city who thought it was neat I know it's expensive I know it's messy a horse very much like a pool or a boat it's better to know somebody who has one than to actually have one yourself and have to take care of it. But uh, that's what I want. I want the city to get a bunch of horses and put some officers back up on them again. Russell did his imitation of somebody holding in a big hitter reefer down in Tybee Island (laughs) earlier today. And let me tell you how effective they are. At an early river bend when the mounted patrol was out and about, I was standing out on a little grassy knoll with a couple of friends, and we looked around. Nobody was there, and we decided we were going to herb up. This was several years ago, and I got me a big old lung and then boom, 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 and there was this huge beast mm-hmm. that was right next to me, and I'm looking up its nostrils. Oh, and there's an man. officer on top who's looking dead at me and into my eyes. <laughs> and I turned around and tried to slowly, but I picked up speed as I went, mm-hmm. tried to make my way away from the sphere of the horse's influence. And I got maybe 25, 30 feet. It's <laughs> all I could do. It's yes, as far as I can. He knew what I was up to, but I'm saying he came out of nowhere and he put the fear of God into me. And of course, as y'all know, that's when I quit smoking pot right then and there. Yes, sure. Quit doing all kinds of substances. That
4: is absolutely true, Jeff, and
0: I can attest to that personally. There are so many people out there who are just slamming their steering wheels. Well, I have no, a question. No, 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 no. I know better than <laughs> no, that. No, I have
2: a question. Sure. They say that, you know, horses that carry the, the buggies, the drawn yeah. buggies, they're, it's cruel it's not nice for the horses it's they don't they're not taken care of very well they are not used
0: to I being I have never heard a horse complain. That's easy to say when <laughs> you don't have a I've, I've horse never I have heard them say nay is it I've, I've, is it cruel not to that particular to topic. to have no
1: Horses want so. to be ridden they yeah, love it. They don't want to, to be run. ridden downtown.
0: Like, well I don't know about that. I don't know. They they're, they're sociable creatures. They like mm, getting petted okay. on the nose. They oh, you like mean like the, the slices
4: of apples? Like the tourist buggies, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if they're treated well, then.
2: It's like circus animals. They're well, not treated well.
4: That
0: is my half editorial and half story in a segment we called Mountains Looking at Each Other. It was just a better name than Storyville. All right, you're listening to. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, where we try our best to take about 15 or 20 pounds of entertaining information and informative entertainment and shove it into a five-pound bag for you. I mean, you know, most radio morning shows last for four hours. TV morning shows last for three hours. You don't really need to spend that much time. An hour and a few odd minutes is what it generally takes. And this is called Regional Roundup. And uh, what this is, is us taking a look at, well... The region. And rounding it up. (laughs) And rounding it up. Yes, thank you very much, Russell. He's just just like a laser beam. Just cuts right to it. I'm a a sharp one, yeah. And uh, we've got uh, Stringer's correspondents out in some of the outlying areas that help us do this, as a matter of fact. And I'm going to read some of them to you right now. We're going to be working with Mike Chambers, who's an excellent reporter. Yes, uh, very much so. From back in the day. And Mike lives down in an area that's across between Hinkle and Durham. So I call it Dinkle. Uh, But it's on the the backside of Lookout Mountain in Walker County. And he tells us that the Walker County Commission Chairman, Shannon Whitfield, is indeed in a lot of hot water right now as dozens of his constituents demand that he step down. Seems he okayed. Without a proper second reading, a zoning issue for development near Ridgeland High School that residents fear will decrease property values mm-hmm. and increase traffic problems near the former Happy Valley Farms. I happen to live right there, actually. And that one is from Mike Chambers. We appreciate Mike very much. And here's one from our old buddy Alan the Arguer. Oh, yeah. And he will show you that, uh, well, there can be editorializing as well, and uh, these things as well. Let me go ahead and just share this one with you real quick.
4: I'm going to miss hearing him saying, good morning, how y'all doing? Every, every time he called in.
0: If you follow the science, the COVID virus is said to be less of a threat to youngsters than lightning. Unfortunately, lightning can strike. Most recently to a 13-year-old boy in Floyd County taking his life. Meanwhile, parents in Dalton are filing a lawsuit hoping to overrule Governor Kemp's decision on whether parents can allow their youngsters to opt out of wearing a mask. We've spoken about that in the classroom, saying it endangers their children. From our friend David Bartow up in the Collegedale, Georgetown area, He mm-hmm. says the College Collegedale Tomorrow Foundation has announced the grand opening of Chestnut Hall at the Commons in Collegedale at 6 p.m. October 3rd. There will be a free concert by the Southern Adventist University Orchestra. The market at the Commons will continue through the fall, from ten till two, with fresh produce, bread, and CBD oil products. So they're following the the the, the path of Tybee Island down there, I guess. And actually, I, I was I was mistaken. I, I'm sorry. I, we had David Bartow and we had Mike Chambers in there. I wanted to get them in there, but Alan, the arguer who is down in the Saudi Sail Creek area, here is his. Oh, I thought you read his. his was, here is his. Here is his regional roundup. I was thinking, uh, how even killed him. An and you'll Alan. see. I was going to say you didn't quite hear the editorializing there. Here is here is Alan's. In the Saudi daisy sail Creek sector of Hamilton County, things are going steadily despite the Delta and the Mu variants of the Wuhan Red Death, supposedly running rampant, to include infecting my fully vaccinated sister-in-law and their two boys, third dose please. All of the great outdoor activities and spaces are still open though, including the Pocket Wilderness, Montlake Road, Big Saudi Gulf, Back Valley Road, and all of the public access points to the lake. So get off your ass and get in the sunlight. After all, it's the next best thing to injecting bleach. There you have it. Nice. So, if you guys would like to add
4: anything, feel free. Uh, Yes, I'll add something. I did miss Alan.
2: Yeah, I'll add something. Lee University up in Cleveland is hosting a collab music day, and I don't know if you guys know, but the Lee University music department has grown and developed the Mm -hmm. most incredibly good musicians. Anyway. Pardon?
4: I'm not aware. You're not aware. No, I wasn't aware of that either. That's really cool.
2: Jordan Smith, for example. Oh right! Won The Voice, I believe. There you go. Um, Yeah, I know he was from Lee University. There's another one also from Lee.
0: Lee Lee just cranks out good kids.
2: Yeah, really good kids, really good musicians. A
0: couple of my friends went.
2: And uh, Saturday, September 18th at 9 a.m., they're going to be doing a workshop. It's they you can go in person or it's over Zoom. Registration is fifty dollars. You can go to Lee you leeu collabmusic.com to register and they're going to have all kinds of uh, distinguished you know professors and musicians and sounds like a good day if you're into music
0: can you shout freebird freebird <laughs> I, mean, I just want to want can you shout it there and not be thrown out i just want to um that's a good I question i can change it to dreamweaver they might uh, <laughs>
4: they might mute you on zoom <laughs> who just shouted freebird raise your hand please that's the regional roundup for today on the the Chattanooga Drive-In Show thank you for
0: listening and the smithereens are telling you what this segment is actually called top of the pops it's the top of the mind awareness the top story of the day now everybody here can join in and say what is at the top of their mind the top of their level of awareness but for me it is without a doubt the upcoming anniversary of 9-11 well the date will be 9-11 it will be the 20th year of that horrible attack and that was me as well i just i just have to say i think that we have made a terrible self-diagnosis as a nation and thinking that we are even the slightest bit past this 20 years later we're still dealing with the profound psychological effects of that day. Just like any individual would deal with PTSD, we as a nation are dealing with a massive, untreated pandemic of anxiety and fear and finger pointing the scar it's not even a scar after 20 years it's still an open bleeding wound and i don't think we recognize that and accept that and i don't know that we're going to start to really truly heal look at where we are look at the scenario that we're facing in this country right now and that was one moment just a brief shining moment after those horrible 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 attacks and that dark dark day where we all pulled together and you know you've always heard this maybe it'll take aliens coming from outer space to bring us all together as one people we kind of thought maybe that would happen and it so did not
4: Mm-mm. no i was um i'm a uh, unabashed millennial i was six years old when the news came in uh and yeah, I mean, it's bizarre to me, just being on the top of my mind as well, that it's a 20-year anniversary because it's been a thing for all of my life. You know, the, the, the post-9-11 world, I've known nothing but it. And it's even more bizarre that we're exiting Afghanistan uh, close to this 20-year anniversary because it's this war that's been going on for all of my awareness. It's finally coming to a close. It's a very, like I say, it's bizarre. It's just that's the only word I can use.
2: Yeah, it's still very sad. I um I watched something over the weekend. It just a short 60-minute clip of a guy who was one of only two survivors when the South Tower collapsed.
1: Oh wow. And Roll he it down.
2: Yeah, he wrote it down and when the firemen found him he was perched way high on top, with his legs dangling over the side. I remember you know, that. Kind of like King, re- King re- of the Castle, mm-hmm. which of course he was not. He, had, and he and he was pretty much unscathed.
0: No, that was the thing. He wow. he, he, he broke a foot. He had he had some he had some some broken metatarsals yes. in his foot and a couple of scrapes and scratches. He didn't even look like he had been in a bike rack.
2: But he has been emotionally completely traumatized naturally. No, yeah. And he described the fact that, you know, when the North Tower got hit, nobody knew what had really happened. He was in the South Tower all the way up on a high floor and decided after, because they were telling people just to stay put, everything's okay, the South Tower is stable. Well, after 20 minutes, he decided, I think I'm gonna run, I think I'm gonna go downstairs. He got into the stairwell, and not even three or four minutes after that, the second plane hit, and he was stuck. They were all stuck
4: that uh, springs to my memory a documentary I watched a little while ago that was completely unconnected to 9-11 it was a documentary filmed just before 9-11 about the Twin Towers and it was about the air conditioning system how the how it runs the security the window washers that are running 24-7 or were at the time it was really interesting but when they aired it they aired it after 9-11 they filmed it just before mm-hmm. and aired it after that's just by happenstance how it happened and with the people they're interviewing they have a little blurb at the top left-hand corner of the screen saying which people were still missing right. that oh they were sitting God. down interviewing it's chilling yeah to watch. i bet it is well
0: it's it's You know, uh, by the time you hear the next Chattanooga drive-in show, this anniversary will already be passed, and it will be observed the way you guys choose to observe it. But I just think it just—it goes without saying. There is nobody, nobody in this nation and on this continent probably nobody inside this 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 human race of ours that are you know short of living in a war torn combat zone filled with pestilence and strife that that is not one of the single biggest moments in their life and most momentous and most impactful moments was that weird hopefully never to be repeated morning and uh, everybody's told their stories over and over and over again. But yeah. let's just say again, for all of those out there still suffering uh, just because of the impact that it had on you, even just from miles away watching it on TV or lost loved ones. I mean, you're a New Yorker. And, I mean, I mean you, know, you couldn't find anybody in New York that didn't have a connection no, to the death. My
2: mom day. was stuck in a subway. My brother, of course, slept through the whole thing. He didn't wake up till later that night, had no clue. Um, but yeah, I, I, we lost we lost some friends.
0: All right, Jen, this is a, an interesting little segment. I don't know anybody that does anything like this. I love this, this it, segment. It, 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 it took us to come <laughs> up with this one called "Outside Looking In," and it's from somebody who is new to Chattanooga taking a look through their fresh eyes at the town that we love so much.
2: Yes, and he his name is Jeff Greenspan. He is a comic. He is also an advertising guru, but that's another story. And uh, here he is sharing his uh, observation.
6: So I've been living in Chattanooga for about a year now, and I'm starting to think that, um, I don't know, maybe I, I died during COVID and that this is just a simulation because uh, life is just kind of uh, easy here and it feels sometimes a little bit like a like a movie set uh, city. Like for instance the names of the buildings. I, I was driving by this building with the, with the dome on it downtown. You know what that's called? The dome building and then there's the courthouse. Just the name of it, the courthouse girls preparatory school is girls preparatory school. In New York city where I'm from uh, even an alleyway is named after someone, some cop that was shot 20 years ago or something. Um, I parked my, I locked my bike to a parking meter on MLK a few months ago. And when I came out to get it, I tried to unlock my bike and the whole parking meter fell over. It wasn't even secured into the sidewalk. It's like the city is still rendering. And if you look closely downtown, some of the bricks and the sidewalks, they look like Lego pieces. And... and People will come up to me and they'll after they've met me and maybe they'll forget my name and they'll say, "Hey, you know what's your name again?" And I'll be like, "Oh, it's, it's Jeff Greenspan." And they say, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course it's right. I, I I know it's right. I've been I've been cramming for that question for 51 years. But I think what it really is is the simulation getting me to reaffirm my identity. Who, who are you again, Jeff Greenspan? Yeah, sure. You keep you keep telling yourself that. Keep keep telling everyone else that too. Sure, you're. Your Jeff Greenspan. So I love it here, but sometimes it feels a little bit like the Truman
0: Show. Well, Brian Stone, of course, joining the team here at the Chattanooga Drive In Show. We're very, very glad to have him. And he's over there pulling his hair out, trying to figure out how to be a producer with cameras and, and four microphones and all kinds of and gadgets and gadgets. Luckily,
3: I'm, I'm figuring it out uh, as we go here. You, you know, I'm used to working with duct tape <laughs> and uh, quite literally uh, yes, paper clips. Paper clips, exactly. A uh, little bit nicer setup here. But yeah, fun stuff. Good. Good to be here, and uh, yeah, you were sending me stuff on uh, cancel. Well, obviously Bonnaroo canceled, and um,
0: Jazz Fest. Of course, I was going. Everybody here was going to Bonnaroo, we Jazz Fest, and everywhere. And
3: I, I think the angle you were you were wanting to take um, on this was the legalities, the insurance claims, and how these festivals. It's not as simple as just saying we're not going to do this festival now.
0: That's what people don't understand. They don't understand what a huge deal it is to cancel a festival two or three days out. And
3: I didn't have any information about Bonnaroo more than anybody else did, but I thought there was no chance they would they would cancel it. They would work around it. They would juggle it. They would they would move Thursday. They would cancel Thursday. They would move travel days to Thursdays and Fridays. Blah 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 blah. I just that was what I was telling anybody who would ask me. Now with the preface of I don't have more information than you can get elsewhere, other than just I'm paying attention more than you probably. Well, what I didn't realize, and again, I think the reason why you wanted to do this is that. It's not as simple as this. We won't do Thursday now, or we'll move Friday around to Saturday morning. You know, it's not as simple no, you can't as just do that.
0: These people are booked.
3: Now they, now a lot of people say you can't do that. Well, no, you can do that. It just doesn't mean it's legally responsible for you to do it, and for Bonnaroo to be able to have their uh, their catastrophic insurance to be used the uh, the storms of God acts of, acts God. of God insurance. <laughs> you couldn't just roll over tickets the next year you you couldn't just kind of make shift and change things how you're going to do it you had to pull the plug boom right there and just kick everybody right in the you know where all at the same time take that take that pain of that moment of 48 hours out with thousands of people traveled hours of because they can't take enough this is two years in a row taking a bath here and that I think that might have been where you were coming from because I was it's not aware the, the, of that and I, I didn't realize that that's how a that
0: rainy day fund for Chattanooga's festival Riverbend we had about three million dollars three million dollars tucked back for a terrible terrible year when we would have a washout to fill in the gaps yeah exactly and Bonaroo's, i'm sure was much larger than that but look at the size of the bands and the acts they're dealing with this is one of the things that i know is after last year aeg and a couple of the other big companies that are out there that you know do all the booking these days um you know there's there's it's really down to just a handful uh they've they've got a new policy and this is one of the reasons is that the new orleans heritage and jazz festival was canceled when it was that was a surprise too is because they got under the 60-day deadline by one day. So they only had to pay 20%. Of the band's asking price uh, at 59 days yeah. you have to pay 50 percent of the band's asking price well that's
3: what made that such a surprise to me is because i wasn't aware of those kinds of terms of claims and insurance and and legal departments live Nation, but, but that yeah. was way that was a little ways out that's what surprised me so But the the bonnaroo surprise was it was so damn close yes. like that these were two opposite situations that was a ways out like won't you give it a little bit more time well, you just answered that question. Yeah, this was so close. Why don't you uh, try to rearrange the weekend? Well, because we 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 got to refund forty million dollars forty million dollars worth sure. of tickets, five hundred dollars on average times eighty thousand. Do you know how many bands
0: were 40 million there on site in Nashville in rooms? I mean, they
2: were and they played. Some yeah. of them played. Yeah, they put a lot and, of pop up shows, the amphitheater, and yeah, some other place, too. But wasn't there a limit on on the like a time frame limit on? How quickly you could apply to get your refund? Did
3: well, they, they, had, limit the orig- it to they had the original. 30 days? No, I don't know about that. They had the original um, early refund policy because there was a lot of people who didn't want to go anymore. Their tickets, the secondary markets were flooded, no pun intended.
0: Well, the fourth wave of COVID and, has everybody's attention. And, and so right, they, you don't think that they weren't possibly wishing for a, a way
3: out. Well, they were hoping for, and so was I, 20, 40,000 tickets be, to be refunded. Yeah. Then we've got the play. Then we've got no. We got half the place not filled up. But this yeah. is going to be great for all of us. But uh, so that was the deadline on that. I think after that, they, they when that deadline moved, they just did all points of purchase. And which this brings another question that I've never thought of before: What about the resale market? What about selling my my ticket to my best friend Joe? All right, or my worst enemy Jim? I get the refund. That's right. Not Jim. Not Jill. Not Joe. Well,
2: you need and to you be know the good guy. How and-
3: many people were selling these at a loss to begin with? Yeah. And that was even more a big issue with the the cancellation when if that for oh, that window was like, well, I just sold my ticket for five bucks yesterday. Well, tough for you. So it's opened up a lot of things I've never thought about because a eighty thousand participants sold out festival has never c- canceled two days before it started. At least, not
0: in my recollection. And now is the segment of the show, the general Drive-In Show, where we all continue to mouth the single-syllable mantra of the Eternally Confused. Um, um, um. And we try to remember the things that we forgot. I mean, we've got over an hour's <laughs> worth of content here, and we forgot so much stuff. It's absolutely amazing. I'm sitting here looking at all of my papers. I mean, look at this. This is I what know, we work there's this, so much. This is old school stuff we're working with here. And we're
2: old people. Here's, Sorry, Here's right.
0: one. I just, I, 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 but that's <laughs> the reason we put the um, you know, segment in, so we would have that little moment here at the end so the tip of our tongue could catch something and throw it back into our brain if we needed to. Well. And I just wanted to say this, just this. John Cowan... Remember Dr. John Cowan?
5: (laughs) Yes. The guy
0: that ran against Margie Taylor Mm Greene? Did you hear about what happened the other day, the big Republican gathering that they had down in Georgia? Yes. What happened? He showed up not wearing his combat fatigues, not wearing his incredibly inappropriate side holster for his firearm. No, he showed up as a doctor wearing his doctor smocks no, and garb, surgeon, yeah. and he had a bunch of vaccines and he's literally walked around the place trying to give fellow republicans vaccinations, saying i'll do it right here right now no waiting who wants one Not one taker. Oh, my goodness. Not one taker, and they almost ran him out of the place. Wow. He got booed. He got jeered. He got just razzed mercilessly from the crowd, from the people who had the mic up at the dais, and here's a doctor walking around just trying his best. What a nice thing for him to do. Yeah, and you know that had to go against the grain of a lot of people in his circle. Right. It was a brave thing to do, and, and he suffered for it.
4: Well, I had um, my phone loaded up with all sorts of tabs and interesting things to talk about, and here's my phone. <laughs> just dead as a doornail. It's dead as a doornail, because y'all took so long. <laughs> it's just, it's all part of the beauty. It's I blame Taft.
0: One one small piece of, of, of spam in the great quiche that is known as the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. And coming up in just a second, after the official ending of the show, we have another little segment called Explore More, when we get into an in-depth interview with somebody. And that's coming up next with our own Taft Sibley. Chattanooga drive Show, the new podcast here, featuring pretty much everything you want in a morning Show, be it radio, TV, whatever kind of show you normally get your information from, we certainly appreciate you guys giving us a shot. And uh, I've got my friend Taft Sively here. Taft is working with us on this project. Pretty exciting, isn't it? I, I don't think I don't know if anybody else is doing it. A, a, a city-centric daily podcast.
7: It's pretty exciting, and it's also very necessary for this town, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah,
0: if you want my opinion on. The state of the media here i'll be happy to give it to you uh and it's not very good so yeah anything that anything that anybody can do to help is going to be appreciated now um we appreciate you as well you bring youth and vigor and vitality and energy to this thing and numbers in, in numbers yes you actually got lots of contacts you've been working for years with local land trusts. Just give me a, just a quick bit of background, if you would.
7: Right. So, uh, outside of my normal career, I have volunteered for the last uh, six or seven years with an organization called the Land, uh, the North Chickamauga Creek Conservancy. And we uh, have focused on a creek that tumbles out of your backyard mm-hmm. all the way through uh, Mowbray Mountain down to the valley floor in Saudi, and then it meanders its way through the valley to uh, meets the Tennessee River right there at the dam, and it's the North Chickamauga Creek. And About six or seven years ago, uh, we started a project uh, at a piece of property that we have on the side of Signal Mountain uh, near the W Road. It was a piece of property that was donated to us to protect the view shed, and for the longest time, we didn't know what to do with it. Uh, So at some point, our prior president of the organization, Tim Larimore, uh, met with uh, a colleague, um, Joel Hauser at the Land Trust for Tennessee, and they put their heads together and they said, hey, well, let's build a park. And at kind that, of a pocket park. Kind of a pocket park. Um, at that point in time, there was about 100 acres on the side of the mountain that we held. And uh, over the years, we uh, gained another 100 acres to add to the park for a total of 200. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's been a long project for us, especially from a volunteer standpoint. And, uh, you know, going into a park building project, you, you can look a lot of things up on YouTube, right? Tutorials for uh, how to change a car, or install a disposal, but yeah. there's not a tutorial for how to build a park. So we've had to... <laughs> well, there's another project for you right there. We'll, we'll, we'll do we'll that make next. The, we'll make the tutorial. Um, but just as a quick update to the park project, so a, a lot of folks around town know know about the park, and it's called Walden's Ridge. Yes. Again, it's 200 acres, and it spans uh, the top of the W Road all the way down to the valley floor. I mean, from the tip of the bluff all the way down. Down to sea level all the way down. And you look at the piece of property and you say, well, well, what can we do with this piece of property? Well, the answers are are pretty short. It's mountain biking, hiking and and bouldering. So, we've enlisted uh, one of the most professional trail building groups that we could find in the country called Trail Solutions. Uh, in uh, April or May, they finished up our first section of trail phases, which was about 2.7 miles. They'll be back here in a month and a half to start phase 2, which will be approximately seven and a half miles and we hope to have the park open uh about this time next year hopefully a little bit earlier um, but it's been a wonderful process. Uh, we've been working with uh, a, basically a coalition of nonprofits. It's not just the North Chickamauga Creek Conservancy. It's also the Land Trust for Tennessee, the Southern Off-Road Bicycle Association's Chattanooga Chapter, and the Southeastern Climbers Coalition. Uh, we get pretty good at, uh, at alliterations there. With acronyms. The acronyms. Big on acronyms. acronyms. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're very good at them with our group. Uh, BOA. Big on acronyms. Big on acronyms. Um, but it's been a really great process, uh, to watch this group of nonprofits come together, right? We haven't had an individual or, you know, any outside input. We've had a lot of folks helping us, but we've kind of cobbled together this idea and we've been driving it for the last six years to get to this point, And we're finally around the bend, uh, to where we can see the end in sight. So, um, big highlights we're looking at now is, uh, we've got a few things, few bridges we need to cross. And that's one is funding. We're, uh, We've got some ink that's not quite dry with some uh, individuals and some foundations, and uh, we uh, we think we're crossing the line on that very soon. And then with phase two starting here in the next few weeks, we'll, uh, we're closing on this project. I know you
0: have a couple of questions, and I do too. I want you to put a pin in that bridge word because I'm going to come back to that in a second. I think I neglected to tell everybody this segment following the regular show is called explore more and that's based on the old podcast that we did at the old radio station mm-hmm. where we worked. and it was almost 100 percent devoted and dedicated to outdoor sports now explore more and this particular incarnation will be pretty much any full-length interview that we have that we will tack on the end of the regular show um, but but before we go any further I just wanted to say um, you and some of your friends and I'm hope I'm not speaking out of school here and getting you in trouble. I know I wasn't supposed to show any video, but y'all y'all actually took a bomber run off the top down one of the trails a while back. And I I want, I want you to just try to describe the sensation because I know I can ride. But I wouldn't do that. Well,
7: so a, a couple points of clarification here. Uh, I do not ride mountain bikes, uh, and so why I've been enlisted in a mountain biking park, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who who was I watching? Whose were, handlebars were I was? Was so I leaning over? You were watching some of our partner groups with uh, with Sorba, and one of the things we've learned throughout this process, uh, and mind you, the park is still closed, right? But as uh, as the trail builders are creating this this network and all these systems and all these features, these jumps and berms and turns, uh, it's really important to make sure that they're rideable features. So we've got this partnership between our contractor and our volunteers and the contractors build something and they ask the volunteers, hey, does this meet what you're looking for? So those handlebars you saw mm-hmm. saw our local Chattanoogans Making the drops and the turns and the berms. Some uh, of them were quite spectacular. Spectacular. I mean, very. I mean, I mean this this is
0: not the kind of thing you're going to take your kid with the bike with the you know sissy bar and the little tassels hanging no, that's off.
2: That's a steep.
7: You know? <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, a just, pretty steep trail. Well, Good Lord. well that's the beautiful <laughs> thing about. Down. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about this park. If we look at biking as a whole, right? You look at the Riverwalk. We look at the gravel roads, the gravel trails on Lookout and Prentice Cooper. Sure. And then we've got cross country on Raccoon Mountain and out at Five. Yeah, the all the single
0: track up the, there.
7: The one thing we lack is that next level. Mm. So, um, while this park might not be the most beginner friendly, it's also a park that's designed to help people learn and progress. Sure. So if you can ride, well, you, a have bike, you have brakes. You have had brakes, right? And if you've got if you've got the skills to ride a bike, look at it like a ski slope. We've got we're gonna have greens and blues and blacks, so anybody can get out there and learn the sport.
0: Uh, I'd I'd say about two thirds of what I saw, and it went by quick. I could have handled. There toward the end, there was some air being caught that I would have been very uncomfortable with. Well, but with.
7: that's the brilliant part. So you can choose to take that big feature or you can air to the right and roll around the By corner. Like cheating a rapid on a river. Cheating a rapid on a river. So do you boulder? I do not.
2: Do you trail run?
7: I do a little running. Okay. Do a little well, running.
2: the Chattanooga Drive-In Show is, is here to support all of this with the Explore More hour or segment.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, d- d- is there is there a particular sport that you want to get involved in? Because I can hook you up.
7: Oh, you want I would to jump off a mountain? I you would love to... to get involved with all the sports, but unfortunately, I I don't have the time, the money, or the inclination. Oh,
0: well, you're working too hard, man. Well, get out there and sell some for us. We'll try. We'll all try. right. No, thank you, Taft, so much no, for all of your input. And if you would, just uh, just hang with me just for a second. Jen, uh, we welcome Taft. We welcome Brian Stone. We welcome Dave Hooker and Off the Hook Sports. This is just working out wonderfully. I want to say thanks to a whole host of other people who will remain unnamed at this moment in time. But hopefully we'll be able to give them a big old love and attaboy hug later on down the road. But we're giving a lot of uh, being given a lot of assistance from people who know what they're doing, who've done it in the past. And it's really greasing the skids for us. But right now, what we need is people who just want to get behind this idea, who like the idea of having an encapsulated show filled with information that you will be talking about around the water cooler, over beers and happy hour, wherever you're going to go. And we're going to give it to you in a, a format that you can listen to at your leisure. And people can get in touch with you to ask questions or become an advertiser or just a member. Sure. Call me.
2: again 635-3557 or email me at jen.fredpodcast at gmail.com and again as you said this is something that this podcast is something you can listen to anytime you're in your car
0: if you don't want to hear the music you can fast forward through it yeah. if you don't want to hear my story you can fast forward exactly. through it. if you want to go right to my story and listen to it 10 times because it's so incredibly invigorating and it just fills your imagination with wild you know th- th- never mind it just you have control <laughs> you have you have control over this listen whenever however you can keep on spread the word
2: it's available it. everywhere